Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. JD Open. Haven't heard that in a while. I love it. Love it. Makes me miss him even more. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's very good to hear. I didn't pull a Sylvie, Sylvie, Sylvie today on you. I should have. It's it's one of those that I always remember. I was uh, thinking about uh, today as I was hearing Courtney Cronin uh, talk to uh, Meller and also Barstool Chief. And just, like, the one thing about J.D., and it was two years ago today. I was on the air as well uh, two years ago today when we knew that J.D. was close, um, that we could lose him, and that he was in hospice. And Waddle and me and Carmen and Danny and you and uh, so many of us, we, we all saw him in hospice. And, and even to his last days, he was so positive. He was. He really was. And, and, and he made you feel warm. You know, like, yeah. he, he's like, I, guys, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to be around for a while, you know? Yeah. And the one thing about J.D., and the many things about J.D., but one thing is that he was always so selfless. And whether it was dealing with, with, with Caitlin, and, and yeah. it, for those who don't know, um, he lost his wife, Caitlin, many, many years of battling cancer. And for those of you who have ever faced a cancer fight, whether it was you or whether it was a friend or whether it was a wife or a husband, um, you know that the caretaker's job is just as taxing and it's just as hard. And what J.D. had to go through, he never, ever once complained. Never, ever, ever. And I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about, and as we bring Waddle in, the, the couple of moments that I remembered was, and, and, and Courtney brought this up, and I heard Mike Wells talk about this filling in for Greeny today. When Vaughn McClure, at the first um, Vaughn McClure benefit, and it's now the Vaughn McClure Jeff Dickerson Foundation, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because they both passed away. When the first time they raised money for the Vaughn McClure Foundation, J.D. was the MC and the host. And it was up in Lincolnshire. And J.D. had cancer at the time. But it was never about him. Yeah. He never complained. And there he was, standing in front of everybody, and he only made it about Vaughn. He was fine, even though he wasn't fine. Yeah. And there he was. And then I remember... That I was sitting with him at the airport in Tampa after I took my oldest son, Mason, to go see the Bears and the Bucks. And he was doing not so well. And he was more tired. But all he wanted to do was talk to Mason and ask Mason about his great time in Tampa. And he gave Mason his... Uh, press pass (laughs) from the, the Bucks game. And Mason still has that to this day. And finally, uh, and Waddle, as we bring uh, Waddle in now, you'll remember this too, Waddle. And I, like, I, I may break down as I, I tell you this. Like, even still, two, two years later, 
we were sitting in Benny's in Vernon Hills, and it was right yeah. before Thanksgiving. And JD was not doing well. And and he didn't care that we asked him to come on with us. And he didn't complain. And it was his hometown. And he still wanted to be with us. And he hugged us. And he still never complained. And he didn't care. And it wasn't a bother for him. And he would do anything. And I'm fine, guys. Yeah. How are you? I don't want to talk about me. How are you? And, and I, I, I still remember that day, Waddle. And it still chokes me up even two years yeah. ago. And I know we should remember the good times. But I, like when I think about J.D. and, I, and I, I go back and I think about all these times, especially towards the end, all I can think about is just how selfless of a person and how strong of a person he 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 was yeah um first of all it's great to join you guys uh wish it was under different circumstances but i think as we recognize jd's passing two years ago today we celebrate his life and who he was as well uh and i think you nailed it sylvie the thing that i mean there were so many great things about jeff he was infinitely talented. Like, he could do everything. He could write. He, he was fantastic on the radio. He was fantastic on the TV. So, like, f- from a, a, a professional perspective, uh, he could do it all. But, but I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that was more selfless, and I think you described it perfectly. Every time you would talk to him, he, and you'd ask him how he was doing, he would deflect and he would want to talk about something else. Um, I remember I was sitting in this office and, and I was, you know, I was asking him, I said, how are you doing? And he was, he was like, yeah, don't worry about me. How are you? How are your girls doing? How's everything doing? And I said, everyone's good here, JD, but tell me about, you know, what's going on. He told me maybe the most, you know, horrifying story I, I, I've heard in my entire life about a situation he had in a hospital. Um, and, and I couldn't believe the strength that he had to to possess to a get through that situation uh and b not dwell on it and want to talk about to me about my kids and everything that was going on um you're right he he didn't miss the bennies because it wasn't his hometown and this was part of his gig and he wanted to remain as you know consistent and in, in, in live his normal life as as he possibly could so just the most selfless guy i've ever ever met and uh despite like you said the the grace and the dignity and the strength that he displayed having to go through what he had to go through with caitlin and then to go through it uh himself um just a a an unbelievable impressive human being and, and somebody that i know we all will will carry with us going forward in our hearts and our minds forever yeah i echo all that and the word strength i know we toss it around at times but this one really it, it, it's meaningful that word attached being attached to him similar experiences and the few times i talked to him in that final year he did deflect and like he didn't even necessarily know how serious because he didn't want you to he didn't want the sympathy he just didn't want the sympathy you normally would shower somebody with um so it was i think back you know back then it was like at the end of my 
uh, son's baseball career or something, you know, towards the last few years. And he would ask me about that. You know, we'd talk baseball because, of course, baseball, right? He'd talk Cubs with me, my son playing baseball, his son playing baseball. But, I, you know, the, it was only a couple times where I talked to him. And I said, how are you doing? Don't, for, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. And so I know all of us were so glad to see him. I would have been so upset with myself, you know, to go to hospice and see him. And I, I wish our listeners could could know him the way we did. And maybe they did through I the airways. I think yeah. they did. I but know him, you know, see him, touch him, talk to him the way we were able to. Jesse um, was the voice of reason for not just like life things, hmm. but football related stuff as well. Oh yeah, I, mean, I can. Oh yeah. I mean, you I, know, I've, I've you told segue, those stories. Yeah, I yeah, told those stories. Segue, about, Go ahead. Segue to the conversations about, you know, that that make you laugh and make you 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 know happy are the ones where, you know, the Bears would go through a really difficult loss or you'd be in somewhat of a situation, and I can hear him now saying, "Sylvie, Sylvie, mm-hmm. Sylvie, <laughs> calm down, okay? This isn't the end of the world. We can get this turned around." He just was such a pragmatic guy and a guy that. You know, was always there to keep you grounded, and when things he never let things get too high or too low, and always kept himself and everyone else on an even keel. And I think if you talk to all of his colleagues, and obviously we were colleagues, Jess, you were obviously a colleague of his, and everyone that was on the Bears beat, I think everyone looked to him, and everyone kind of like played follow the leader in some ways. You know, what does JD think? What does J? What does JD? How's he reacting to this? Uh, I think he was a leader in his, you know, in his crew. Up at Hallis Hall, but uh, yeah, he was the voice of reason on so many fronts. You know, and, and along those lines, uh, I've told this before. We, we had similar jobs, right? Him on football, me on baseball. So we had similar contract situations and stuff. And I would be the one, and I'm older than him in the business. I'd be the one saying, "Why? Well, we should be getting this in our kind." And he would be the. I swear to God, on the phone, he'd be like, "No, no, just it'll all work out. Don't worry, don't worry." This, you know, because it was Bristol, it was radio, it was all this. And I'd be the one being all stressed about it, and he was like, "No, it'll be fine. We'll, 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 it'll be all right. You'll do this. I'll do that. It'll be all okay." And uh, he was right. He was right. And if we ever needed a voice of reason with regard to a sports conversation, we could use JD now more than ever when it comes <laughs> to this whole conversation about the Bears and the quarterback and everything that has gone on. My God, do I pine for a long conversation with a what pragmatic would, what, Jeff Dickerson? What would he say? Waddle. He would he would say, listen, guys, you, you know, if you think it's way over here, it's not way over here. If you think it's way over here, it's not way over here. Guys, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And at the end of the day, what you have to do is make a common sense decision. You acknowledge that there is some good. You also have to acknowledge that there's some bad. And then you have to make a decision whether it's tough or not, whether it's uncomfortable or not. But this is the burden that you've been that has been thrust upon you. This is why you make a lot of coin. So you've got to make if you're the Bears front office, you've got to make these tough decisions, even if they make you uncomfortable. But guys, remember that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I mean, that was that JD's exactly what he would the say. Approach. That w- that's exactly what he would he would have said. He would tell Sylvie, "Quit looking at your social media mentions. Yeah. You wrote a really good yeah. article, and you thought it out. And and JD would have been proud of how you 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 made your point with facts, and you didn't use emotion, and there were statistics behind it, and it wasn't personal, and you wrote it in a manner in which I know JD would have fully supported. And then he would have told you to turn your Twitter off. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Speaking of Twitter, did you see what? Courtney uh, retweeted today from JD from uh, 2017. 
Oh, was it about Foxy? Yes. Fox, <laughs> what, I forget what the quote was. It was something about, like, so Courtney retweeted it saying she needed, like, a moment of levity from J.D. today because, you know, yeah. she always gets emotional thinking about it. Uh, this is the tweet from J.D. Nearly, what, six years ago today. It's a, a little longer than six years ago. December 18th, 2017. Bears coach John Fox doesn't have any updates on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Foxy frustrated the hell yeah. out of him because, you, as you know, like Foxy had no interest in talking. Right. Like, he, you know, we all, as you come, became, you know, you got an opportunity to know him and become friends with him. You realize that there was a great personality here. You know, some people, okay, it, it, maybe he wasn't the right coach at the right time. But you can have that. Uh, we're fine with that. But when it comes to dealing with the media, he was so old school. He didn't want to let you in on anything. And that pissed J.D. off. So, But J.D. was never one that was going to slam his fist on the table and, and blurt anything out. He just did what you just read. Like, he got his point across yes. by being creative. <laughs> that's a great point. You know, and that's the way he was. He was so good at his job. And uh, he had really, really, really strong opinions but he wasn't overbearing in their delivery, and everything was, you know, w- was delivered with a sense of common sense. And, and, you know, it just, he was great at what he did, and he was just such a great, he was a great person and a great husband and a great father. And it's just, you know, we say this all the time, unfortunately, it just we lost him way too soon. And, you know, we were a better group. We were a better team. We were gre- better people. We were better yes. friends. We were better everything because he was in our lives and you know it's our job now through the you know the the Vaughn McClure and Jeff Dickerson Foundation to make sure that that his memory and his legacy lives on. Tommy let me ask you a question Eddie Jackson won the good guy award today go back to your playing days obviously there's on the field accolades what would it have meant something to you to to win that kind of an award? Oh yeah absolutely I mean it was a different time Jess as you know I mean being on both you guys and knowing that Back in the day, like Dan Pompey and, and Don Pearson and, and Peggy, I think and Peggy was involved at the time as well. There were, I mean, there were so many different people. And Sully was part of the crew. Like, we really had a different relationship. Like, I mean, we really we talked almost as friends just because there was so much communication. Now teams, whether it's Major right. League Baseball or the NFL, they want to control the message so much that the access is not what it was back in the day. Um but, yeah, absolutely. I think all you ever wanted was you wanted to, you wanted to be treated with the, the dignity and the, the humanity and the grace that you were willing to share with others. And I think that J.D., I think this is a great award. I think yeah. Cole Komet won it last year. And everyone I've talked to said Eddie's, you know, fantastic to work with. Um, and, and it's a, you know, you spend so much time with these guys, certainly back in my day, that, that the mutual respect had to be there because you had to coexist. And when it didn't, it just be, you know, if it, if it didn't exist, it, it just wasn't a pleasant experience. So I'm glad to see that it's a perfect award to have J.D.'s name attached to it. And I congratulate Eddie Jackson for, for winning it this year. Certainly Cole Clement was very deserving last year, but it's a very meaningful award for the guys that go up there every day for sure. And the Vaughn McClure and Jeff Dickerson Foundation give, I believe it's $1,000 towards Eddie's uh, favorite charity. Uh, So we ask you today, if you can, whatever you can spare, we know it's the holidays, we know times can be tough. So what if you can afford to um, uh, check it out, it's on my Twitter handle too. Uh, Waddle, I know, retweeted it as well. 
Um, so check out both of our uh, Twitter handles, the Vaughn McClure and Jeff Dickerson Foundation. Um, if you can make a, a donation in JD's honor, um, the link is there. Um, we're both board members of uh, the Vaughn McClure Jeff Dickerson Foundation. Uh, we have an annual event where we raise money. Um, recently, uh, there were lots of great donations. Northwestern Memorial Hospital, they made a donation to yeah. University of Chicago Cancer Center. Um, so many great uh, places that the foundation makes an impact. Scholarships for young yeah. um, people who follow in the footsteps of Vaughn and JD as well. Like it's it's what's great about the foundation because it it, it disperses the money to so many different aspects. You know, Vaughn died of a heart attack, and so it it, it really gives money to um, like uh, places that have research for yeah. heart ailments, and then cancer research where JD passed away from, and then again aspiring uh, media people who want to follow in the footsteps of those two great men. So really, really great. Yeah, and, and Nick Jalamis was was Vaughn's best friend, and Nick's a local guy. He lives down in Florida now. You know Nick, Nick from being on the board. Nick's just. A a, a pa- he's passionate about this. It, you know, he's he's the most generous guy you'll ever meet. And he started this with Vaughn, you know, when Vaughn passed away. And he was so gracious knowing how much J.D. meant to Vaughn and Vaughn meant to J.D. and everything that he included J.D. in this, this, this great, you know, organization. And a lot of the people back in Bristol... The NFL Nation writers, and I don't know if that's what it's called anymore, but everyone who covers the NFL that was that was a colleague of JD's, they're all involved with it as well. So it, it's far-reaching. It's for a wonderful cause, like you said. It helps with scholarships for you know young aspiring journalists, and I know that was something that was near and dear to both Vaughn and and JD. So it's such a great cause. I think it's so cool that the obvious shirts you know i've I've seen more of those shirts than i probably have seen sylvie for any other cause over the last five or ten years the jd shirts um i I think that's fabulous as well it just tells you it shows you how what kind of impact he had on the the vast number of people that he came in contact with. and i know it's december and it's raining out but uh mid-july or june i guess it's june that event we've had the last couple of years at Tao has been just great. I mean, if you want some memorabilia and contribute to this mm-hmm. cause, come to that event. I mean, we just actually... We're planning it now. Yeah, and, and we, you and I, and, and Tommy was involved. I know he couldn't make it, but we remember we bid on something ourselves and had a yeah, private, right. private event with a, a chef. It's we like, had a chef's dinner. We had a chef's dinner. Come and to the, Jesse's house yes. and make us... Uh, <laughs> From AVAC, yeah, right? Heard you guys got hammered for oh, that too. It was great. Cool. Cool. We, 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 yeah, we did it in your honor. Up. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. But the point is, it, there are so many yeah. great things, and it's a great time, and it's a great cause. And I know it's December, but come June, come out to Tau if it's there again. I don't know. Um, but what a great event that is! Yeah, it was fantastic. Always well, is. Waddle, thanks for popping on on your day yep. off. You got it, Happy guys. Happy New Year, Tommy. Right. You're the Same best. to you, fellas. You guys love you guys. Talk yeah. to you in love 24. You all right. There's a uh, Waddle will be back tomorrow. So well, I, but I may not. Okay. Talk to him. Okay. I'm out in the morning though with Pat, the designer, seven to ten. Oh, very good. Billion for Cat. Quick Jay turnaround Hill. for it you. It is a quick turnaround. All right. Um, do you want to do your thing on I next? Would, I, I would like to. Yeah. Okay. So otherwise, we, I'm bumping it to tomorrow morning. No, we usually do a, a poll online. Yeah. So Jesse came up with an idea. 
that he wants to do an online poll, and we're going to vote on, on this. On air poll, I guess. An on yeah. air poll. What yeah. did I say? Online. Uh, I, we're doing an on air poll. Yeah. Yes, I misspoke. We're not doing it online. We're doing it on the air. So call now, 312-332-3776. We're going to do like between 15 and 20 calls. As many as we can get in. And we're going to do it over the next 10 to 15 minutes. Three three people that we're discussing, and you have to tell us of all three who you want to be back. And you can say uh, one, two, or all three, or none of them. Like, so uh, Getsy. Eberflus, Fields, who should be back, who shouldn't be back? All three, none of them, or some combination of which. 15 seconds on the air to give us your answer and why, and we're going to just, I want to get a consensus. You're on every day, I'm not. I want to hear what people really have to say with two weeks to go. Who stays, who goes, not who should, not what the Bears are going to do, what you think they should do. What you do, what is your vote? No long form. Right. Give us your vote. And you're out. And why? Really quick. And why? It's the old timeshare shot clock, right? It is. You got 15 so, seconds in and out. Is, uh, no 24, 15 second shot clock, and you're out. And, and, and tell us. So, again, of the three, who you want to stay? And you could say nobody. Or you could say, I want Justin back next year and everybody else gone. I want Eberflus back. Everyone else goes. Uh, Charlie is betting that no one votes that Getsy returns and everyone else is gone. So then we're going to vote. So what are we? We're going to then predict. Yeah. In the commercial break here, we are going to write down which gets the most votes. Who's gone? The, who, who gets okay, the most votes okay. for being gone? So then in second and so third. Our goal then is to take 20 of these. So yeah, if we can do 20, okay, we're going to try and do 20. So three, one, two, three, three, two. Three seven seven six. Don't put it up. up oh, don't put it, Jack. Don't don't tell us who their votes are on yeah. the screen. So uh, we know. Just put vote. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just put vote. Um, so again, Eberflus, Getzy, Fields. Of those three, if any, who do you want to return next year? Jesse wants to do an on the air poll. Three one two three three two. 3776. We'll do this coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, so this is a Jesse idea. I like it. Jesse, uh, remember, came up through this industry as a producer. <laughs> this is He's still definitely a, a Jesse-produced moment. We'll see if it goes well. On-air poll, uh, who do you want back? Eberflus, Fields, Getze, all or none? We're going to take the, the totals of these votes to Hallis Hall. We're going to tell them this is what no, Chicago is thinking. <laughs> we're we're going to send the tape up to Hallis. Exactly. We're going to send it to Kevin Warren, yeah. care of Kevin Warren, and he's going to throw it in the trash. Every data assistant. point matters. Every data yes. point matters. All right, so uh, here we go, all right? And we have voted our prediction, yeah. and Charlie's got them, So he know, and then we'll read them afterwards. Based so on not 20 influence. votes, if we can get through 20. Yeah, let's, so let's do it. Let's get some music. Eddie and Joliet. All right. Who do you want to stay, Eddie? 
Okay, none of them. Okay. Have a good one, guys. None of them. Have okay. a good one. There you go. So Eddie is voting. We none have of them. a none of them already off the bat. Okay, Get rid so, of them all. So and and so that's one. And now that Eddie's off, that means there's a line open. Yes. So you can ring it up if you've got a vote. Three three two three seven seven six. Don and Mundelein, who do you want back? Hi, Sylvie. I want none of them back. I'm a 50-year season ticket holder. This is the first time in my life where the Bears actually have an opportunity to change the course of the franchise forever, or almost forever. And with Warren and uh, Ryan Pauls in place, I think we can do this the proper way. I think they've got a vision. They're going to see it through. Everything's going to work out for the best as long as we get rid of the three people we're talking about. Okay, there I you think, go. I think I undervalued the anger already, Sylvie. Right, that, that, so, so with two votes in, and no, no one's got a vote yet. <laughs> Joe in Arlington Heights, who do you want back? Let me just say, I've been going back and forth on my answer for the past five minutes, but I think I'm going to say none of them as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, what were you thinking? Chicago. What, what were you thinking about if you were going up and back? Were you thinking about Fields? I was thinking about Fields, but if you keep Fields, I think you have to keep Flus too. I mean, it's hard to let that go because they've been so competitive as of late. They've been, you know, I know they've blown the late lead, but I mean, they might end up with eight wins this year. This, this is such um, a goofy one. I was thinking Joe was contemplating keeping them all. And then flip to none of them, All right. just like that. So we have oh, we have no votes for anybody <laughs> through three three voters. Danny and Carol Stream, who do you want to stay? Fields, and okay. the only reason why is because there's a little risk there. You sign them for that fifth year. If it doesn't work out, you can still draft the quarterback, um, and then you just move on. But uh, give Fields a chance with a new regime, with hopefully an offensive minded guy like a Harbaugh or somebody that's done it before and, and see what we've got. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, you know, we just move on and, and we use that first-round pick for something worthy. We Nothing a, wrong with that. Someone's on the board. Justin Fields is a vote. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. His explanation made sense. If you're going to go that way, that's that's, that's the right Jesse, explanation. Jesse line of thinking yeah, right there. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Sean and Crystal Lake, what's your vote, Sean? Uh, I say keep Fields. I think you guys have been looking at this totally the wrong way. Uh, two good reasons. First of all, think about any quarterback who has improved since they've been on the Bears. I can't think of any quarterback who has actually improved since they've been with the Bears. Also, um, the the uh, Cleveland game, if you swap out fields and put in Caleb Williams or anybody, anybody, we still lose that game. If you put in, say, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. instead of Darnell Mooney, we probably win that game. We need more weapons on offense. Okay, two votes for Fields. You're uh, you're on the board, Sean. Josh and Wheaton, what's your vote, Josh? All three of them. We need consistency in Illinois. It's ridiculous that we're hopping from coach to coach to quarterback to quarterback. Let's run them all back and see what happens. Thanks, you want Getsy? Even Getsy comes back, Josh. Yes. A vote yes, for Getsy. Fields has had three completely different offenses that he's been trying to play. We need consistency. All right, there's Josh for a vote for this consistency. This is why it's kind of fascinating. You know, you get three people saying none, and then all of a sudden now you're getting votes the other way, including one saying all three back. I like Crazy. My, I like my chances in this contest, too, for the predictions. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, no? Uh, <laughs> Dan in Plainfield, what's your vote, Dan? Yeah, I'm going to have to say run it back with Justin. And hopefully we get another uh, OC in here that'll be uh, working with his strengths. 
So just so, keep Justin. Just Justin. No, no head coach back. So you want a new coach, new coordinator. Let's bring it. All right, Dan and Plainfield, vote for Justin. How many votes for Justin? Is that four? Four. four. Okay. We've had four, That's five, four. six. We've had nine callers so far. Uh, Bob and Lake. Is that nine already? Wait, no, no, no. no. Is that nine? No, I'm sorry. I have seven. Seven. Yeah, sorry. that's what My I bad. thought. My bad. Jesse's not good with the no, vote totals. <laughs> uh, Bob in Lake Forest. What's uh? What do you got, Bob? Eberflus. We need the consistency. Something Justin Fields does not have. Get these a bum. Get him out of there. And and let's let's let uh, Eberflus and Paul work the magic here. They said they were going to give Fields a shot at the beginning of the season. They gave him a shot. Still hasn't improved enough to, to win me over. Right, so I, I this is our first okay. vote for Eberflus alone. Yes. Yeah, which is the that's the surprising vote to me. I didn't think many people would say just Eberflus. So there's one. Well, I think it was coming from Lake Forest, so it could have been coming from the Eberflus <laughs> office or uh, family chain or whatever, family tree. Paul in Midlothian, what's up, Polly? I think the only guy you need to keep out of those three is Justin Fields. I think his inconsistency over this season and last season has been because of his terrible coaching and terrible play calling in crucial times. And it's made him and his record look like he's a terrible quarterback at times. And I think if you play to his play set, um, you're going to be you're going to improve with with a new coordinator and a new coach. All right, hey, just right. Fields. Fields is getting a lot of votes. All right, this is our tenth call coming up, and then I'll I'll update the standings. Uh, Robert in Orland, what's up, Rob? Hey, fellas, I'm sending Fields home to Georgia via trade. Eberflus is hitting the unemployment office, and Getty's going to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Guantanamo. I mean, unemployment is fine, but sending him to be tortured? I mean, is that what we're talking about? All right, so we're halfway home. Right, halfway home. Here we go. Five votes to keep Fields. Four votes for none of them to come back. All right. Two votes to keep Eberflus. One vote for Getsy. All right, so it's five, two, and one. Five, two, and one. Right. right. That's that's Basically, what we need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, we need ten more. Val and Gurney. Val, what's your vote? Pick it up. Fields. Keep Fields? Is that what you're saying? Keep Fields. Just, Keep Fields. Just Send Fields. everybody home. Send anyone else All right, home. So All right. Okay. Well, another vote for Just Fields. Send the coaching staff packing. Jordan in Wicker Park, my own neighborhood. What's up, Jordan? What's up? I think we should uh, keep Justin, call me crazy, keep Flus and cut Getsy. I'm just tired of learning new coaches' names. I think we need some consistency, <laughs> and the defense looks pretty good. All right, so you want Eberflus and, and Justin. Fields. Yeah. I, I, I said earlier, I hate the phrase, you know, first year in the system, but you're going to have to do it because you got to move, move on from Getsy if you're a Fields fan. I think if you keep Fields, you... You can't you 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 can't keep Getsy. You can't. No, like, like, I, I agree. Don't, I don't know in any situation that Getsy stays. Right, like, right. That's like, probably why he like, only Getsy, has one Getsy's vote. Getsy's not staying with a new quarterback or the old quarterback. Well, are you sure? Are you sure? I, I, yeah, I. I don't. If think... he gets someone closer to Aaron Rodgers, drop back passer, which I guess Caleb would be, right? I. I don't know. I put it at five percent that Getsy's yeah, I, back. You're probably right. You're probably right. Joe on fifty-five. What's your vote? None of them. I've seen enough. I don't want to see any more. All gone. Joe on 55 gone. says they're all gone. Okay. Q on the south side. What's up, Q? 
What's going on, y'all? What's going on, guys? You tell me. What's your vote? My vote, keep Justin Fields. Uh, get him another weapon, a weapon for uh, Marvin Harrison. Bring in Eric Bieniemy and get rid of Gacy and uh, Uberflus. Okay. All right, so uh, Gacy and Uberflus gone. Another vote for, for Fields. Are you at all surprised by the amount of no, field I, support? No, I knew Fields would win. Okay. I shot a little low, I think. So did I. You know, and I'm a Fields guy a little I, bit. I, I, I'm fairly close depending on how we close this thing out. I, I'm, I'm screwed. Are you? <laughs> yeah, oh, really? So, yeah. Uh, Josh in St. Charles. What's up, Josh? All three got to go. All I'm three. Tired. I'm tired of average being the ceiling. Bring home Caleb Williams. Let's go. Bring him home? If you bring him home, you bring him to D.C., aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm bringing him here. Okay. Home's going to be here. All right. Okay, good. Okay, so bring him to Chicago. Yeah, let's go. Let's win some games. I'm tired of, you know, just average. I saw some some picture the other day. I feel just overall stats. He's just the same as Mitch. Everybody want to get rid of Trubisky. Let's do the same. I'm tired of the ceiling being average. Okay. okay. There's Josh. He says nobody. We got five more calls. Lamar and Glenview. What's up, Lamar? Um. I'm, I'm saying keep Justin Fields, get rid of both assistants, and hire the offensive coordinator from uh, the Ravens, and let's go get Marvin Harris Jr. Are you keeping Eberflus? You said get rid of the assistants. No. Both of them. The get- head coach and okay. they both right. are. Right, so that- okay. There's uh, Lamar. So another Just Fields. Chris and Elk Grove. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. Uh, let's keep Justin, and let's get... Let's keep uh, Flus and bring in Frank Wright as the offensive coordinator and get rid of Gessie. I think that's going to pick up some steam here. If if we get more talk that Eberflus is going to stay, I think the Frank Reich as OC is like as a pro- assistant head coach slash OC could pick up steam because remember mm-hmm. he's being paid I think by two different. <laughs> Two different yeah, teams, yeah, Indy and uh, Carolina. Carolina. Um, would he work? Do you think he could fit an offensive system for Justin if Justin stayed? Do you think that would work, Frank Reich and and Justin Fields? I hope I'm for him it, if I, he can develop a system that works for with Justin's ability. I really don't think Poles is going to keep him. I mean, but, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think Frank Reich has been like. As a quarterbacks coach, and what he did in Philly, yeah, yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um, I have always liked Frank Reich as a coach. I thought it was a, a disaster what happened, but I think that had to do with more of the ownership yeah. in Carolina. Tony in Nashville, we're in the stretch run. Hey, yeah, What's well, your what's vote, up? Tony? I keep Justin and dump the other two. Are we? We're close to fifty percent on Justin, aren't we? Uh, yes. No, we're over fifty percent. Are we? So wait, Justin and who? Keep Justin. Dump the other two. Okay. That's it. Take care, guys. All right. Just Justin. Uh, two more. Ryan and Mount Prospect. What's your vote? Um, I'm keeping Justin. Firing Eberflus. Firing Getsy. And I know you didn't ask, but I'm firing Poles too. What? Yeah, I'm done. I want to keep the. I want to keep Fields. I'm done with Poles. Done with all three of them. Wait a minute, with I'm Mont- not done with Poles. Montez Sweat with the trade with Carolina, putting him in a a good position with Darnell Wright. He, he's he's a slowly but look. He he hasn't been perfect, but he's slowly but surely built up a pretty good team. And that's fine. But there's a, for every positive you could give me, just like every GM or every coach, there's a negative too. 
And I think when it comes down to it, I've got to see, have I seen enough improvement from the team, from not just the team, but the coaches as well. I've seen Matt Eberflus blown three epic games this year in the span of eight weeks with, quote-unquote, his defense. And I'm sorry, again, that's a poll pick. That's a guy Paul stuck with. Eberflus said, wait, two of my guys got fired from HR. What are we going to do? Polls decided to hire Eberflus and didn't do anything when that happened. I, there's a lot of negative as well. I'm not saying he didn't do positive, so please don't misunderstand. Right. I'm happy with the stuff that did go right. But, no, I've seen enough negative as well, and I don't want to deal with that anymore. All I want right. a fresh start. I hope they don't see Arlington. I, I think um, I, I still right now think that the polls positives has outweighed the the negative. I know I can't measure this, but does he get it? Does he understand the job? I, I say yes. Doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. Like I feel every general manager will make mistakes. Like I think he gets it. Yeah. Where Ryan Pace didn't, others didn't. I think he gets it. And I think maybe now the toughest part of the stuff is over where he sort of learned on the job and now he's getting better. Yeah. All right. And last uh, vote for Jim and Crown Point. Uh, yes, I'd keep Eberflus because I don't want to suddenly get a coach that changes to a 3-4 defense, but then I'm getting rid of Getsy and, and Fields. All right, so Getsy and Fields out, keep Eberflus. I'm feeling a little bit right. better about my okay. preseason prediction on this. All right, so what is the Free final tally prediction. here? All right, final tally, 20 callers, 12 said keep fields. More than 50%. More than 50% said keep 60%, fields. 60%, that would be. I'm good at math. Eber- Not really. Five out of the 20 said keep Eberflus. Five out of the 20. One said keep the offensive coordinator, Luke Getzey. And six said don't keep any of them. Well, don't worry about that. I it's know, just okay. about who yeah. who who, who Fields 12, Eberflus 5, Getzey 1. Okay, I think I did pretty good on a couple of them. There was one that I missed. By, I, by a lot. You want to give the tallies when we come back? Yeah, I didn't, miss, well we I didn't did? miss too bad. I didn't miss okay. too bad. Um, we'll, give the, we'll give the final tallies coming up on how close we came. Are we cross-talking with everyone or are we going to a bowl game? We're Charlie, going to Bears, Bears Weekly. Weekly. Oh, Bears Weekly with Joniak and Thayer coming up. Alright, so that's coming up at 6. We'll give you the final tallies coming up next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, so we took 20 calls. We should do that. We were just talking during the break. Maybe that's something new for 2024, rapid reaction. We do a topic a week where we do rapid reaction. And we just get through 20 callers like that. and You sort of get a fun. consensus yeah. of what people are thinking out there. Instead of like long-form calls, yeah. rapid reaction topic. You have 12 people say... Bring back Fields. Five said bring back Eberflus. One said bring back Luke Getzey. Before Charlie reveals our pre-poll predictions, did any of that really surprise you? I, I'm surprised that more than 50% said Fields. I agree with you. I thought it'd be a little bit less than 50%. So, Charlie, what did we predict before we took the poll? You guys predicted. So, Jesse, I'll start with you. Okay. You had uh, Getzey getting four, Eberflus getting seven, and Fields getting eight. So not so bad. Getsy got one instead so of you, four. You hit? Did you hit? Uh, no, Eberflus. No, I I said uh, seven. He oh. was five. Oh, he was five. Yeah. Okay, I said seven. And Fields, I said eight, and it was twelve. So, I mean, I was were, in the vicinity, but okay. not not right on. I felt like I did a little bit better than you, except with Fields. Well, you are the pre pregame host. You should do better uh, on right. this. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Jed to call me. 
Are you waiting for Jed to call? No, Has no. he not called you? No, I'm, I'm waiting for Jed to call someone else, I guess I yeah, should you're, say. You're waiting for Jed to sign somebody. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, what, did, what did Sylvie predict, Charlie? Sylvie had, there's my drum roll, uh, Fields with seven, Eberflus with five, Getze with one. Oh, you nailed Eberflus and Getze. Yes. I was closer on Fields, but you nailed those two. Wow. I f- I f- here's what I felt. I didn't think Getze would get any votes. But we know how people think. That's why I said four. There's (laughs) always somebody who's going to throw you off. Right, right. So instead of zero, I knew there would be somebody who would vote yes for Getsy. So that's why I voted Getsy with one. And I felt like maybe a quarter of the people would say yes to Eberflus. Yeah, and I said seven on Eberflus. So we were in the vicinity. Um, but we were both surprised. We both picked fields under 50%. Yeah. So and it was 12. Um, so there's support out there for fields. There is yes, support out yeah, there. Sure, sure. Um, George and Niles, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, George? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, I've been coaching high school football for 13 years, and the fact that, that a quarterback in the National Football League can't read a defense and we're blaming the OC for him not being able to read a defense is ludicrous. You have juniors and seniors in high school who could dissect what a zero, one, two, three, four, five coverage is. And the fact that Fields can't do it at this point in time is ridiculous. We need to move on. So, George, explain as a coach, explain what you see that tells you he can't read a defense. Just pre-snap, um, within a second or two, obviously they're going to disguise coverage. But once they make their drops, you should know where the ball should go to. Right when they're bringing six earlier in the year and Fields gets stacked on that first play, it should have been out of his hand right away. He should have known. There are 16- and 17-year-old guys who know how to do that better than Fields does. And Fields is the second quarterback coming out of high school, coming out of college. Now he's three years under the Bears regime, and he still doesn't know how to, you know, where to go with the ball. Time to move on. I will say this. I don't disagree with everything George is saying. I will say if he was completely bad at it, I think his interception totals would be higher. He'd be thrown into coverage that he doesn't see and things like that. His interception numbers are not that bad. I know his sack numbers still aren't great. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some flaws. But you take the other side of that unique skill set and you look at the 97 yards rushing and this and that. But I get it. I get it. It's more important to be a better passer than it is a better runner. So the criticism does hold water. There's no doubt. It's it's very polarizing. So you still don't think that he's one of the more polarizing athletes in this that we have well, seen in this I, I city. suppose when we take a poll like this, that it, 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 it indicates that a little. But I'm just saying, I think of polarizing. I think of a of a of a polarizing um, char- character wise, like a lot of times. But you're right on the there, field. There are different types of polarizing. No, I like, know. He's polarizing from a talent standpoint. I there, suppose so. there's nothing polarizing about his character. Like yeah. his character is great. But that's what I mean by by polarizing character. Polarizing players usually have a character trait about them that makes them polarizing along with their game. But but fine, just talent wise, he is polarizing. Yes. All right. Will the Cubs uh, make a move before New Year's? I'm going to say no. Will the Cubs make a move in the first week of the new year? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I'm going to go with the next 10 days. Uh, No, maybe not a major move because because Boris is going to wait this out. That would be the major move. Is it is it just Bellinger? No, I mean, there's Reese Hoskins out there, too. Well, I mean, that would be like a just a 
a one or two year well, deal, right? Yeah, I mean Bellinger would be the big one. I, I, I'm not Matt Chapman. I suppose if that. If what it, about the pitching? Is that big? Not sure. It, Isn't probably, that what Harry said? Yeah, via trade, which could happen. Shane Bieber's still out there. Is 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 Snell getting any looks from anybody? Snell's an interesting character. Uh, he, San Francisco. I bet he ends up in San Francisco. He's, he, he, a lot of people are worried that if he ends up in a big market on a contender, the numbers won't look the same. There's some something about you know he's a five inning pitcher. There's a lot of like question marks with okay. him, but. He still produces. Okay. I think he's going to end up in San Francisco. All right. There you heard it from Jesse. Jesse, great work. Thank, Thank you, you, Sylvie. Great seeing you. Happy New Year, buddy. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Uh, coming up next, it's Bears Weekly with Joniak and Thayer. Um, thank you to Jack McGrath filling in for Tyler today. And the Chuck Wagon, Charlie Bevins, in for Meller. My guy. For Jesse, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.